Brenda Lane, an Underpinnings podcast, is presented by Frederick and Kimberly's Aveda Salon in St. Joseph. Also sponsored by Full Circle Cafe and Espresso Bar in Stevensville and Taylor Rental Party Plus in Benton Harbor. It's Aveda's annual anniversary celebration at Frederick and Kimberly's Aveda Concept Salon in St. Joseph. This month, buy any Aveda products in the store, get 20% off. I know you're ready to stock up with this kind of deal, so here's how to get your retail products at Frederick and Kimberly's Aveda Salon while they continue to practice virus safety protocols. If you'd like to browse products in the salon, just call ahead for an appointment and an Aveda guest service specialist will create your home care plan while you shop. Or you can call an order on the phone with an Aveda guest service specialist who will prepare your order for curbside pickup. Either way, call 269-556-1999 first to shop. That's 556-1999. So this month, Take 20% off all Aveda products for hair, skin, face, and body while supplies last all through July at Frederick and Kimberly's Aveda Salon, corner of Palmar and Red Arrow Highway, St. Joseph. FrederickandKimberly's.com. That's Frederick with a C. Well, it's another week and a new topic, and this week it's the Race Relations Council. My guests today are the new co-chairs of the council, Jackie Johnson and Charmé Sanders. And I'll start by asking each of you, uh, well, first of all, saying congratulations and thanks for agreeing to join me today. Thank you for having us. <laughs> then I'd like to know from each of you, you know, what's your story um, as it relates to the Race Relations Council. Uh, Charmé? Yeah, I um, work at Lake Michigan College, and um, I was at a forum that the Race Relations Council held a few years ago. And um, at the end of the forum, they said, you know, hey, if you'd like to be involved with us, please write your email addresses down. And so I did and I got involved and have just remained involved since. Um, I've always had a desire to do kind of civil rights activism and race racism is a, it's a passion of mine. I grew up as a young African-American student at St. Joe schools. And so race was just always something that was kind of in my face. And it's always been something that um, I've just thought overcome this, you know, um, some of my closest friends growing up in St. Joe are white. We've discussed racism our whole entire lives. And this was just, um, you know, this was just kind of the next step in the process. Well, I'm sure that you were very aware of it being a, a woman of color in a largely primarily white school district but i'm guessing you said that it's in your face all the time and i guess it's because of your face that it is in your face in other places not just saint joe schools right right absolutely um you know my parents they grew up in the south during the civil rights movement and so it was just something that 
my parents talked to us about. You know, they grew up in Arkansas. They're about 45 minutes away from Little Rock. So when the Little Rock Nine was happening with integrating Central High School, my parents were 45 minutes away. They were middle school aged at the time. And so um, it was just something that was always talked about and pointed out to us as, you know, um, just these are the things that have happened in our country. There's going to be people who don't like you just simply because of the color of your skin, but that's not a reason to not achieve what you want to achieve in life, but also to not get along with and love every person, no matter what. Jackie, what about you? What's your story on? Um, well, I've been on the race relations council for quite some time, maybe eight to 10 years, but I came to it from my daughter. Um, as soon as she could, we joined the All Gods Children's Choir, which Larry and Sandy Feldman um, uh, created. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's, it's fantastic. And it brings together kids from all over the area, you know, of every um, nationality and creed and, you know, and it's just a beautiful thing. So we joined the choir and we've been very, we were very active. She's currently a junior in college now, but she started when she was five. Um, and, and so I joined the Race Relations Council um, kind of knowing them and then wanting to become uh, more involved in the community. Um, when I first moved here, the book, The Other Side of the River, had just come out. And so needless to say, I read it, you know, before we moved here and chose this area. And it was of interest to me. We moved from Chicago, which is extremely segregated. And um, I was very involved there in race relations. And um it was very interesting to me that coming from this huge metropolitan area and coming to this kind of more, um, you know, smaller area in some places, very rural, um, suburban, um, that there were problems that were just the same as in Chicago. You know, um, it, it surprised me, um, but didn't surprise me at the same time. So I got involved through that. Well, you mentioned uh, Alex Kotlowitz's book, The Other Side of the River, and it was, you know, that came out right around the same time and may have some impact on the creation of Race Relations Council in 1999. It did, as a matter of fact, actually, um, from what I understand, from what I understand, yeah. And you mentioned Larry and Sandy Feldman, and they also were very pivotal in creating the Race Relations Council correct? Yes, yes, definitely. They were some of the founding members, as well as the Lesters. Um, I believe Pat Payne also at the college was was a founding member. Um, okay. And so it's been going strong ever since. So what, what, Charmaine, what are some of the things over the years? <clears throat> I want to look back kind of historically, and then I want to look forward. What are some of the things uh, that the Race Relations Council has has done or accomplished in our community since its inception in 1999? Well, um, as Jackie stated, the All God's Children's Choir is a big thing. There's also a program called Calling All Colors which is a program that tries to bridge the gap between students. Um, it initially started as between students from St. Joe and Benton Harbor. Um, 
because obviously the book, The Other Side of the River, they were trying to bring kids from each side of the river together to get to know each other and to understand that, um, you know, that they were the same. And um, that as as the schools have become, become a little bit more integrated, um, you know, it's not as much a mystery anymore to the kids, but they still have the program going on and bringing the kids together um, so that they still can get to know one another in different ways. Because now, even though the school districts are a little bit more integrated, there's still a lot of difference between St. Joe and Benton Harbor. Um, so still trying to get the kids to understand that they are the same despite their differences in location. Um, but also yeah. the Race Relations Council does things like um, helps to plan the Martin Luther King Day celebration at the college every year and um, participates in different forums throughout the week. Um, we have had just um, over the past couple of years, Jackie and I have both been part of the panels that have um, that we've had at the college for the MLK Week celebration. Jackie, is uh, is advocacy ever a part of what the Race Relations Council does or is interested in doing? Good question. Um, definitely. Um, a couple of the other things that the council has been involved with, they um, have awarded um, people in the community. They've, they've awarded, uh, I can't remember the name of the award, but every year they had awarded uh, different people in the community have been recognized for their work. Um, their advocacy in race relations. Um, there was, uh, they've done some studies of home lending practices in the area, and they also had a, um, have done a survey of racial attitudes and behaviors in the area. Um, and we are currently working on um, police practices. Um, oh. And yeah, I mean, very relevant. Um, we're, we're looking at those kinds of practices in, in this area. We are partnering with uh, Andrews University on that, as well as the police department. So there's a lot of advocacy that um, is has been in the past and that is continuing to today. Well, you've mentioned um, in our conversation today, Lake Michigan College and Andrews University, and that, that does bring me to something that I kind of wanted to talk about, which is, you know, the education of black history. You know, I remember being, a, you know, an elementary student when I kind of was first made aware of, you know, Black History Month in February. And I remember, you know, trudging through the halls, you know, seeing the faces of um, some of the you know, famous, more famous black people from history, um, people of color. And to me, that's all it was, was just those black faces because schools are, are not really teaching the black part of our history in class. And as an adult, I've had to do my own research and my own learning to get a better understanding of that perspective. And I know that there's starting to, there's kind of a, a movement afoot in, in, in some ways, I think maybe more on the progressive side and maybe not quite so much on the conservative side, but there, there is a, a move to try to teach more about the history of the black person in this country. Is that anything that you think you can do anything to affect? 
Yeah, you know, I think that it's very important that history be taught in a truthful way. I think that, right. you know, I the think whole that, the whole history, the full history. Yes, yes. Because I think that what happens is when we don't teach the full history, people don't understand where their attitudes or their perceptions come from. Right. If you understand the full history, if you understand just all that has gotten us to where we are today, you know, Mm -hmm. it, it would help to open people's eyes. And I think it would help to create change. And I think that, you know, as the race relations council, um, we are, we are very much involved in trying to help with not just changing things as far as, um, helping to make the schools more equitable. We have talked about, you know, how can we have, um, you know, how can we fund the schools differently so that we do have equitable schools, but also how can we, um, you know, get into the schools to help them to understand how important this is and how important it is. Um, and, you know, our country is changing, the demographics are changing. And if we don't understand the history and we don't understand how we got to where we are as we see the demographics in this country changing, we're going to have a, a big negative consequence because we have people who are terrified of change in this country. Right. And, um, you know, if when you're terrified of change, you're going to fight against the change. And we don't want it to get to that point. I think if people understood the history, it wouldn't get there. I think that we could move forward. But without us understanding history and, and forcing, almost forcing our schools to teach it in a truthful manner, we are not going to move forward in a positive way. Jackie, as as new co-chairs of the Race Relations Council, what are some of the initiatives that you're that you're looking at moving forward? Obviously, we are really in kind of a a time of change where it has to do with social justice and and race relations. And uh, I I see more people kind of reaching hands across and trying to get more education and trying to learn more about uh, people that are are different from them. Um, What are some of the things that you're looking at as we look forward to the future for the Race Relations Council? Yeah, um, we are actually, we've got two main initiatives currently that we're looking at, and one of which is education. We have many educators on the committee. Um, Barb and uh, Gladys Peoples are both on the committee and very active members. Um, They were longtime educators um, from the area. And so we're looking at education as an initiative and also, again, um, policing and police practices, um, looking at, you know, how um, in, in Berrien County specifically, how are the practices of police um, affecting our community? So those are two of the main initiatives that we're looking at right now. All right, and we should give full credit to Barbara and Gladys Peoples Burks. We didn't say their last wow, name. Yes, thank you very much. <laughs> Gladys is she's a mentor of mine and oh. someone just looked up to my entire adult life since I met her. So yeah, no, amazing, amazing, amazing person. People. Yeah. Um, well, you guys have dropped a lot of names here. I can see I'm going to have to do a lot of uh, tagging when we post. <laughs> <laughs> We post this one so and, people and, know that we mentioned. 
And speaking of history, Gladys is a walking history book. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, Gladys, uh, I'll share this with the two of you, and you may even already know this. You both work at Lake Michigan College, and I would like to talk about that briefly before we before we uh, stop today. But she actually attended Lake Michigan College in the very, very early years. And I don't know if either of you have had a chance to hear some of her stories about attending LMC in the Quonset huts. No. Oh, I mean, have you, Charmaine? No. If you see, you have to ask her. Wow. <laughs> yeah. She has great stories. I mean, she's she was there. I think she actually may have attended in the very first first year of LMCs. Wow. It was very, very shortly thereafter. So um, anything else that you'd like us to know about the Race Relations Council before I move on a little bit to uh, to your professional endeavors? Um, We are always looking for new members. Um, We are looking to create a new email and possible Facebook page, um, but we'll keep you posted on that. Okay. Um, Our transition will officially occur August 1st. Uh, As far as you being the chair people? Yes. Okay. All right. And that's when we might start seeing some changes. Is there, so is there not a Facebook page right now? Correct. Okay. So you're going to be working on that. Yeah. And you said also like an email newsletter kind of a list. Yes. Wonderful. All right. Well, I already mentioned that both of you work at Lake Michigan College. I am a proud alum and served for over 20 years on the Alumni Association and even have an endowed scholarship in my name at oh, the conference cool. at LMC with, uh, with, wow. my, with my career success uh, that I have had. Um, Charmé, you are the... Uh, director of the start to finish program at LMC share with us just a a little bit about that program and and how it benefits uh, the community and students yeah so start to finish is an academic support program that was started um, in 2012 and it was started to serve students from the Benton Harbor Promise schools Um, as most people probably know the Benton Harbor Promise scholarship was started in 2011 And it is a scholarship to help students achieve um, an associate's degree. And as the college started to get more students because of the Promise Scholarship, um, they just recognized that students needed a little bit of help to be successful in school. So they started the Start to Finish program. And it's each student is assigned a life coach. And their life coach is just their go-to person on campus that is to help them, you know, achieve any or overcome any barriers that might get in the way to success. And so we just try to help the students with whatever we can, be it transportation, um, be it resources as far as tutoring or Um, you know, whatever we can to try to help the students be successful. And in 2016, we added um, foster care to the group of students that we serve. So we serve students who have spent time in foster care. And that is another group of students that's near and dear to my heart because prior to working at the college, I worked for the state of Michigan um, Department of Human Services in the foster care system for 15 years. And Jackie, gosh, your work as a coordinator at the Educational Opportunity Center at LMC is is similar in many ways, just to different populations that you serve. 
Yeah, and actually, um, we serve similar, definitely similar populations. Um, my program is is one of the trio programs. There are three trio programs at the college, um, and. The TRIO programs are federally funded, and um, they were actually created back, the, the, the three original, that's where TRIO comes from, were created back in the 60s under the Johnson administration to, um, they're designed to help uh, first-generation low-income students um, become ready to enroll and be successful in post-secondary education. So my program um, helps people before they get to um, college, uh, before they get to LMC or any other college. Um, you know, if you're first generation, you might not have a clue as to how to start the process to apply to college, to apply to financial aid, um, to, you know, how, how to um, navigate that whole system. And so my program is designed to help people before they enroll in college. And then um, there's another uh, TRIO program at um, LMC um, Student Support Services, which once they enroll at LMC, they um, can enroll in Student Support Services, and um, that helps them to be successful. So they have tutoring, um, they have mentors, um, any kind of thing to help students um, navigate through once they're enrolled. And then, of course, Upward Bound, it works with high school students. My my program works with um, adults 19 years of age and older um, that are first generation. And Upward Bound works with high school students at Benton Harbor High School and helps them navigate through the process of getting enrolled um, in college. And the uh, TRIO programs are really super successful at helping those first-generation low-income folks get into post-secondary education. Well, thanks so much for sharing that. Gosh, we covered a lot of topics today and gave a lot of information. So thank you for that, and thanks for your professional work at Lake Michigan College. And uh, you don't have a Facebook page yet, but that may be to come. How could people get more information or contact you, Charmé, about the Race Relations Council? Um, well, people can reach out to me by email. My um, email address is just my name, Charmé Sanders, C-H-A-R-M as in Michael, A-E, Sanders at gmail.com. All right. And I, you know, I should ask, what is the the geographical coverage area of the Race Relations Council? It's general Southwest Michigan or is it just the Twin Cities? G general Southwest Michigan. Okay. Very good. So really anybody who's listening right now, most likely would be invited to participate if they if they so choose. Yes, absolutely. All right. Well, thank you so much, Jackie Johnson, who is the coordinator at the Educational Opportunity Center at Lake Michigan College, and Charmé Sanders, also at LMC, uh, director of the Start to Finish program, but now or will be in August co-chairs of the Race Relations Council. So we're looking to see great new things and great new initiatives coming uh, under the leadership of you two. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having us. Yes, thank you so much. And if you're listening to this today and you know someone who you think may be interested, please share. We love it when you share. And thanks for listening. I'm Brenda Lane.
It's Aveda's annual anniversary celebration at Frederick and Kimberly's Aveda Concept Salon in St. Joseph. This month, buy any Aveda products in the store, get 20% off. I know you're ready to stock up with this kind of deal, so here's how to get your retail products at Frederick and Kimberly's Aveda Salon while they continue to practice virus safety protocols. If you'd like to browse products in the salon, just call ahead for an appointment and an Aveda guest service specialist will create your home care plan while you shop. Or you can call an order on the phone with an Aveda guest service specialist who will prepare your order for curbside pickup. Either way, call 269-556-1999 first to shop. That's 556-1999. So this month, take 20% off all Aveda products for hair, skin, face, and body while supplies last all through July at Frederick and Kimberly's Aveda Salon, corner of Palmar and Red Arrow Highway, St. Joseph. Frederickandkimberleys.com. That's Frederick with a C. Brenda Lane, an underpinnings podcast, is presented by Frederick and Kimberly's Aveda Salon in St. Joseph. Also sponsored by Full Circle Cafe and Espresso Bar in Stevensville and Taylor Rental Party Plus in Benton Harbor. To see resources related to this podcast for sponsorship information or suggest a topic, visit underpinningsmarketing.com. Follow Underpinnings Marketing on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Brenda Lane, an underpinnings podcast, is produced by Jackie Bysel at Underpinnings Marketing. Thank you for listening and share with your friends.